0: God, praise God. Thank you, Lord. Wow, say it with me for the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. Now, let's say that a couple times together for the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. For the Lord is good. And his mercy endureth forever. One more time. For the Lord is good, and his mercy endureth Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Now, don't miss next Sunday morning because we're going to kick off our 30-day Speak the Word of God challenge. And we'll have a little booklet, hopefully, that will be in by then that we'll be able to get to you. I know what speaking the Word of God will do in a person's life because I've seen it happen in my life. I've seen it happen in my family and in countless members of the church throughout the decades and people just like you. It's important to believe what God said, but it's also extremely important to say what He said. And we don't have to feel bashful or fearful about proclaiming what God said. He said some pretty awesome things about you he said some pretty strong things about his sons and his daughters. For example, let the weak say, I am strong. greater is he that is in me. And he that is in the world, I can do all things. Christ, the joy of the Lord is, I for I am his workmanship. I am a new creation. A new creation. Old, things Old things are passed away. I am the righteousness of God. Wow. You guys are quick. But there's just something about declaring God's word every day. Every day. Praise God. Words are containers. They can either carry faith or they can carry fear. They can carry love or they can carry strife. Words are the most powerful thing in the entire universe. Our most high God said, let there be light. And there was light. And the very entrance of his word gives light to his sons and to his daughters. Amen. You've been lit up. When you got born again, you've been lit up. When you got filled with the Holy Ghost, you got lit up. You are the light of the world. Containers of God's word, which is light. Opening your mouth and declaring and speaking what God has said will cause the same creative power to be activated in your life and in your circumstances as it was in the beginning. What do you mean as it was in the beginning? God never changes. I am the Lord, and I change not. Ooh, glory to God. And so I'm, I'm stirred up about speaking faith-filled words. How about you? Amen. Glory to God. Um, let's set ourselves in agreement this morning as we look at the Word of God. I'm believing God and uh, for utterance today. How many of you'll hook with me and believe God with me? Amen? So, Father, we just come before you this morning. Thank you for the precious time that we've already had. Thank you for these precious ones that have gathered together in your name to hear from you. Lord, I know that in and of myself I can do nothing. But I thank you, Lord, that in Christ Jesus I can do all things through the anointed one and your anointing. So we're asking you, Lord, for anointing today. We're asking you, Lord, for utterance. We're asking you to speak to us through the word and by your spirit. And Lord, we purpose in our heart that we'll not just hear your word, but we will be doers of it. And as a result, we will be blessed in all of our doing. In Jesus' name, we set ourselves in agreement and everyone said, Amen. Amen. before we get into the Word of God, I wanted to let you know that the Word of Faith magazine has highlighted your church, Heart of the Bay. How many of you get the Word of Faith, Kenneth Hagin's Word of Faith? That's just a few of you. So what we're going to attempt to do is get several copies so that you can look and see what God is doing through you and through this place. And that's gone all over the world, the Word of Faith magazine. Hey, we're reaching the world. Isn't it awesome? So how many of you would like to get a magazine if it was easy for you to get? All right. Some of you don't, but that's all right. <laughs> Praise the Lord. At least you're honest about it. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning about the making of a champion. The word champion means title holder, titlist, victor Or winner. In beginning this message, I want to look at some very quick parallels between David and the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't know whether you realize this or not, but David was born in Bethlehem, just as Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Both David and Jesus were strongly anointed by God. You know, there came a day when Samuel took a horn of oil and he anointed David in the midst of his brothers. And the scripture says that the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. Oh, it's a good thing when you're anointed with the Holy Ghost. It's a good thing when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon his people. Amen? Well, then, of course, in Luke chapter 4, Here's what Jesus said. He said in verse 17 and 19, there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And he opened up the book and he stood up for it to read where it was written. And he said in verse 18, I'd like you to read it with me. Declare this with me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel. He has sent me to heal the broken hearted to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Blues, In verse 19, and to preach what? Got a question for you today. Was Jesus anointed? Yes. Did he know he was anointed? Yes. Is it okay to declare you're anointed? Yes. If Jesus declared he was anointed, do you suppose it's okay for you to declare that you are anointed? Not out of bragging look at me, but out of respect for the greater one. He has anointed me. I have an unction from the Holy One. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the anointing abides in me. Amen. Did you know that the anointing is in yes, you? It is. And this anointing will grow stronger and stronger and become more real to you as you talk about it, as you declare it, as you stir up the gift of God, as you stir up that charisma that's on the inside of you. A precious gift has been given and it is not to be ignored. The gift on the inside is to be stirred by you and stirred by me. And as we do it together, oh, great and glorious things we shall see. Amen? Amen. Individually and corporately. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So they were both born in Bethlehem. They were both anointed by God and they were both shepherds. They were both shepherds. Jesus, of course, is the great shepherd of the sheep. In John 10, 11, he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Aren't you glad that he did? Yes. And of course, they were both prophets. They were both prophets. And I especially like this one. They were both champions. David conquered Goliath and many enemies besides, but Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave. 1 John 3 8 says, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. The Amplified says that the reason the Son of God was made manifest, visible, was to undo, destroy, Loosen and dissolve the works of the devil. Amen. I'm telling you, those works have been destroyed. Those works have been loosened. Those works have been dissolved. So why magnify what the devil's done and what the devil's doing? Let's magnify the Lord, like the psalmist said. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let let us exalt his name together. Let's get happy in the Lord. Worship the King of Kings. From our heart begin to sing. And we shall magnify the Lord. And he shall be, hallelujah, a God unto you. Amen. Woo, hallelujah. No sense of talking about what the devil's doing. Let's talk about what Jesus has done. I heard a word uh, many, many years ago that it is finished. It is done. The victory has been won. So let's live on the victory side. Those on the victory side think like victors. Those on the victory side speak like victors. Those on the winning side, glory to God, walk like victory. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, I'm happy in my heart. Glory to God. And you know what happy people do? Happy people laugh. Happy people smile. Oh, happy is the people whose God is the Lord. Happy is the people who are in such a case. Happy are the people that have been delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son. Hallelujah. Wiest says it like this. He says, for this purpose, there was manifested the son of God in order that he might bring to naught the works of the devil. Nought is a fancy old English word, which means he brought that rat to nothing. He reduced him to zero. Woo! Glory to God. And zero times zero, no matter how you slice it, is always a zero. He is the biggest zero in the universe, stripped of his authority, stripped of his power for you and for me. Amen. And then they both were kings. David was Israel's greatest earthly king. And Jesus is the king of kings. And he is the Lord of lords. This is a very interesting fact. Don't you just love how the Bible comes together and how things match and how great your God is? You see, David reigned as king for seven years in Hebron. And after that, he reigned 33 years in Jerusalem. That's interesting to me because Jesus was on this earth for 33 years. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there's some parallels here. Between Jesus and David. Now, let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 17. And I want you to notice verses 1 and verse 3. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It says, now the Philistines gathered their armies to battle. And were gathered together, and I can't pronounce it, Shukoth, that belongs to Judah. And pitched between Shugahua and Ezekiah in (laughs) Ephes Damim. Well, it's like like the other night, you know, when I was doing the Equip series, I thought I really had something. There's a math word called, and I called it Integer. It's Integer. Amen. So y'all know I'm not perfect. But now notice in verse (laughs) 3. And the Philistines, they stood on a mountain on on one side, And Israel stood on a mountain on the other side and there was a valley between them and there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath whose height was six cubits and a span. Now that's nine feet tall and nine inches. I mean, there's some pretty big boys in the NBA, aren't there? I mean, Minute Bull was a big guy. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was a big guy. Shaq was a big guy. Amen. But this guy, whoo, he was two foot nine inches taller than them. He was a big boy with some very, very bad intentions. Now notice with me in verse 10. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel today. Give me a man. That we may fight together. And when Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistines, they were dismayed. And what else? They were greatly afraid. Could we say that they were being moved by what they saw? Could we say that that day they were not walking by faith, but they were walking by sight? And there will be days where you will be challenged by the Goliaths of this life. Now, I want us to learn something here. Here they are. They're all shaking in their boots. But then there was David. Fear may run rampant and fear may come against us. But then there are men and women like you with the spirit of faith. Did you know that you have the same spirit of faith that David did? The same spirit of faith that Abraham did? The spirit of faith believes and speaks. And then there was David. David came on the scene. His father gave him some bread and cheese to bring down to his older brothers. And they went, he went down to the battle line. And he brought his food to his brother's. And he heard about what the giant was saying. He heard the giant defy the armies of the living God. Get the picture. Here is a trained soldier about to come up against a teenager with only a slingshot and some stones. And David rose up on the inside. And I'll tell you what. Faith will rise up on the inside. When the pressure's on, when the squeeze is on, what's on the inside is going to come up on the outside. And something, glory to God, rose up in David. Yeah, he was a shepherd out there in the back hills, but all the time he's praising God. He's worshiping God. I'm telling you, he's getting ready. He's getting ready for what God had for him. And here's the word that came up in David's spirit. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine. In other words, this dude ain't circumcised. He don't have a covenant with God. I've got a covenant with a covenant keeping God. I'm not a stranger. I'm not a foreigner. I am not on the outside looking in. I'm in covenant with God. And he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy not us but that he should defy the armies of the living God. And I'll tell you right there, that is the spirit of a champion. That's the spirit of a champion. His brothers said, go back home. You're absolutely no match for him. He's nine foot nine. But David did not let that stop him. And one characteristic of a champion that I want to center in on today is that when opposition comes, champions do not quit. Say this with me. When the opposer comes and opposition comes, champions don't quit. Now, that does not mean by any stretch that you're not going to be tempted to waver. It doesn't mean you're not going to be tempted to fear. Fear may be knocking at the door of your soul. Just don't answer it. Just don't entertain it. Just don't allow it to come into your inner man and your inner mind. But champions and victors, just like you, they allow the Spirit of God to rise up in them and they don't back down from the giants, but they run toward them. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why he tells us to be strong in the Lord yeah. and in the power of his might. David did not look at them coming after him. They, he looked at him coming after their covenant keeping God. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And the assaults and the things that are coming against you are simply because the devil doesn't like Jesus in you. Have you ever noticed that he leaves just a lot of people alone, but then when they get born again and spirit-filled, all of a sudden it seems like all hell might break loose? Well, you just don't understand. You were having hell, you were living in hell, but all of a sudden you were aware of the hell that was around you. That's why we teach and preach, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. If David didn't quit, you don't have to quit. If David didn't back down, you and I don't have to back down. Now notice verse 33 through verse 37. And Saul said to David, You're not able to go up against this Philistine to fight with him. For you are but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. And David said, everyone said, say, David said. David said. Now understand this. What David was saying was his faith speaking. Mm-hmm. What you say when the pressure on is your faith speaking or your fear speaking. So here's what David began to say. Here's what he said. Your servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and I smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. When he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Verse 36 and 37. Read it with me. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. Woo! Now notice in verse 37. Notice with me, David said moreover. He brought it into another gear. You will discover this. When you start out in faith and stirring yourself up with faith-filled words, you'll understand and you'll see the Spirit of God come upon you and he will bring you into another gear. Somebody says, what do you mean another gear? I'm talking about he'll take you from one degree of glory to the next. He'll take you in a place where you're fighting the good fight of faith. And on the inside of you, you'll go into moreover. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody ever been into the moreover? Hallelujah. Well, some of you just haven't got there yet, but by the grace of God, you'll get there. I said, you're going to get there going into the moreover. God's got moreover for you. David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lions, he got got some experience there, didn't he? And out of the paw of the bear, He will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, You got me convinced, boy. Amen. Go, and the Lord be with you. Glory to God. Could we say today that he got stirred up? Let the challenges of life stir you up to be all the more bold and faithful to stand on God's Word. And so David took his slingshot, and he took five smooth stones. Notice with me in verse 48 through verse 50. And it came to pass. Thank God for when things come to pass. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David. That David hastened and he ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. He wasn't backing down. He was moving forward. Make sure in life that you continue to move forward. It might just seem like it's a little step here and a little step there, but at least you're moving forward. You're not moving backwards. Amen? And the Holy Ghost can come upon you to such a degree that you'll run toward the enemy. That's what the Bible says. Resist the devil and he will flee. He will run from you. Amen? Amen. Now, notice verse 49. And David put his hand in his bag and took a stone and slung it and smote the Philistine in his forehead. The stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. Verse 50. Let's read this together. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. So David took out his sword and finished him off. And the will it, when the Philistines, the Bible says, saw that their champion was dead, they fled. That's <laughs> just a couple verses down. When they saw that their champion was dead, they fled. Yeah. Friends, when you start slewing and slaying some of these giants, glory to God. Yeah. Some of you just need to understand this. The giants are going to come. But thank God, they don't have to overcome. When you start slaying some of these giants, hallelujah, they'll think twice about coming to your house. They'll think twice about fooling with your kids. They'll think twice about what they're trying to accomplish in your life. Hallelujah. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. A greater champion took over. A champion that God anointed. A youth. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter what your age is. It doesn't matter what the color of your skin is. It doesn't matter what your past experience has been. It doesn't matter what people say you can't do. Hallelujah. What matters is God has anointed you. Say with me, God has. God has. And, God is, and God is. And God will. And God will. Anoint me. Hallelujah. Who would have thought a small stone would take down a nine-foot giant? God was in that rock. And God is in your sling. And God is in your stones. God is in your words. Amen? See, David refused to give up and to back down. Therefore, God gave him a great victory. I want to say this, and I want you to hear it very clearly. On the other side of your opposition is victory. On the other side of your opposition is victory. On the other side of that attack is victory. On the other side of that lack is abundance. Mm -hmm. On the other side of that sorrow is joy. On the other side of that disease is health and healing. you, You know, Jesus, when you think about it, he had just ministered the word of God to his disciples on the sower sows the word. And he talked to them about how that the enemy comes and he brings different avenues and different ways that he would like to steal the word out of a man or a woman's heart. One thing that he uses are afflictions and persecutions. He uses the deceitfulness of riches, the lusts of other things. When those things arise, they're coming for the word's sake. Amen? And then Jesus talked about, but those that are on the good ground receive the word and bring forth fruit some 30 some 60 and some 100 fold amen now understand this that the very same day that he was talking about harvest and he was talking about the kingdom of god and the seed being planted into the heart of a man a woman and that the seed should spring and grow first the blade then the ear then the full corn in the ear all of this is in the same day He just finished a seminar on the sower, sows the word. He talked to them about harvest time. Don't just get discouraged because you only see the blade. Get happy when the blade shows up. Because the next thing that's going to happen is the ear. And then the full corn in the ear. And then what's the time to do? It's time to put in the sickle because the harvest has come. So all this is is in Mark chapter 4. So I want you to take a look at Mark chapter 4 and verse 35 with me. With this thought in mind, and I'm going to say it a couple more times. On the other side of your opposition is victory. Just let that go over in your spirit a couple times. Say it with me. On the other side of my opposition is victory. Now, I know we already have the victory, amen. We're just enforcing Satan's defeat. He's just stupid. So he opposes us, amen. Thank God, don't back down. Just know this, that God's for you. Now, Mark the fourth chapter, and I think it's verse 35, if I'm not mistaken. Now, notice, on the same day, after he had just gotten done teaching and preaching to them, on the same day, when the evening was come, he said unto them, you suppose Jesus can have what he say? What did he say? Let us, all of us, pass out. (laughs) Oh, no, no, not pass. Not pass away. Not pass out. But let us do what, Ronnie? Pass over. There's a difference between passing out and passing over. There's a difference between passing away and passing over. Now, the devil tried to get them to pass out and to pass away, but the master said, You'd be passing over. <laughs> Woo, we'd be passing over. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. So Jesus, the one who said, You can have what you say, said, Let's go, let's pass over. To the other side. Mm. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. And there arose great opposition, a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. When the ship gets full, normally the ship sinks. That's a revelation right there. He's flowing today. Mm, thank you, Jesus. I just heard the organ. Thank you. Thank you. Woo. <laughs> it was full. When the ship got full, they got full of something. I said, when the ship got full, something left and they got full of something else they started passing out because they thought they may pass away they got full of fear and he was in the hinder part of the ship biting his nails no he wasn't biting his nails what was he doing? Pastor Tom just said he was on my pillow. <laughs> he, he, he was on my pillow. You seen that ad on TV? My pillow. Here's the truth here. If you believe and say, you ought to rest. If you believe and say what God is saying, you should be resting. If you're not resting, you're not believing. It's just as simple as that. Somebody says, what do you mean rest? Take a nap? Well, maybe. Just not right now. Amen. Believe, declare, rest. When you are in rest, you are in faith. And when you are in rest, you are in peace. Hallelujah. For they which have believed do enter into what? Everyone say rest. Sometimes you've got to speak to your soul and just say, soul, be still and rest, rest. So he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow and they woke him and said unto him, master, don't you care that we perish? Who said anything about perishing? He said, we're passing over, not passing out. We're passing over, not passing away. We're passing over. Nobody said anything about perishing but you. When we say what God doesn't say, and when we say what the devil say, things go quickly the wrong way. But he arose. Thank God. Say he arose. And here's what you can do. You can rise up too. And what did he do? He rebuked the wind and did what? The same one who said, we're going to the other side. When the opposition came, said what? Peace. Oh, hallelujah. Peace. Be still. And the wind ceased. And what was there? There was a great calm. And then he said, why are you guys so full of fear? How is it that you have no faith? You see, on the other side of that great storm and that great opposition was a great victory and was a great calm. So listen, don't be so upset and don't be so bummed out when the opposer comes. It is just the way life is. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But what'd you come for, Jesus? I've come to still the storms in your life. I've come that you might have life and that you might have it. That you might have it more abundantly this abundant life will take you to the other side every time every time look at your neighbor and say every time so on the other side of that great storm is great abundance And my point here today is this is the champions don't quit point your finger at yourself and say this champions like me they don't quit now look at second corinthians chapter 10 i mean you folks listen so good we could preach another hour but we don't have another hour someone just got greatly relieved train yourself to be here when you are here I don't know whether you realize it or not, but a lot of good things have happened today. A lot of good tools for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now here's my final thought. If champions can win, you can win. If David defeated Goliath with a slingshot and a stone... Then certainly you can defeat the giants in your life with the weapons that God has given you. You can whip that snake any old day of the week. Thank you, Lord. That's right. Got a call late last night from a friend of mine that has been battling uh, renal failure. And it was one of those messages that he gave me on the phone, that he loved me and appreciated me. I don't know exactly what all that meant. And I did call him back, pastor of a great church in Kansas, and just been facing unbelievable battles. And I do want to pray for our good brother Greg at the end of this service. And um, I, I hadn't heard from him for a while. I knew he was facing some very severe challenges and life and death type thing. Great church, like our church here is a great church in Topeka. And I, I touched base with him late last night and, I, and he said, well, I just wanted you to know I love you and just wanted you to know the, I know you've been praying for me. And, and I said, yeah. And I just asked him how he was doing. He says, "He says, let's not talk now. He says, but let's talk later. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll call you back. And then we looked on his website and uh, Debbie Brenda's friend, Brenda spoke at this church over in Topeka, Kansas, and uh, she uh, rose up and has risen up to take his place in the pulpit. That's pretty powerful. You know, when your husband is facing a life and death situation, a lot of people would run to the cave. But she went front and center and took the reins, if you will, and took the church and begin to preach some awesome messages. I was looking at one of the series she preached, and I think it's a good word. I like it. The name of the series is Kick Fear in the Rear. <laughs> Kick Fear in the Rear. That makes sense. Because when you resist the devil, he's running from you. You're not running from him. Therefore, his rear is right here. <laughs> Kick fear in the rear. For the weapons of our warfare, chapter 10 verse 4 of Second Corinthians, for the weapons of your warfare, they're not carnal. They do not originate in the flesh. They originate from the Father of lights. But they are mighty. Come on, somebody. Mighty. Mighty. Mighty, through God, for the pulling down of strongholds. Woo, that's a series right there. You've got the armor of God. You've got the word of God. You've got the name of Jesus. You've got the anointing of the Holy Ghost. What more do you need before you start taking fear in the rear? Amen. Let's stand up, everybody. Glory to God.